Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dog Fight Podcast, episode 5. We have changed our location for this week. We are in the, the Mecca uh, 246 where we watch our, our scraps. This is where we all, all the dogs come to watch a fight, usually anyway, where we watch the rise of a certain someone whose name is not to be mentioned on this podcast, but um, Conor McGregor. Um, yeah, we are, we're here to discuss the year and uh, Max fight. We had a wee bit of an issue getting it out, a wee bit late, but that's all cleared up now, and we're here. So, Stephen, talk to me. What, what do you think about the fights? What do I think about Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez? What, what ben, do you think? What you want to know? Think? You want to know what I think about Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez? We all want to know. Eagerly awaiting. Fight of the year contender. Oh, it's one of yeah, brilliant, mate, brilliant. Mate, one of the best fights in featherweight history, contender. Yes, definitely, definitely for both sides. Like you know, not you. I don't think you could put the Calvin Cater performance in there because Max didn't suffer the same consequences. Do you know what I mean? Because he had to face a lot of adversity during that fight with the leg kicks and the, the power of Xavier. And we spoke about this multiple times, like how quick he was. And he was always there in the fight. Like he was never out of the fight. There, there was points where he was tired, but Max was on a different level. Yeah, Max Max shows up. Max always shows up. And I think Yair Rodriguez definitely won the first round, in my opinion. 100%. He, like, I think uh, one of the judges... Um, all the judges give it to him, I'm pretty sure. I'm not entirely sure. I can't really remember the judges' yeah. scorecards off the top of my head. But yeah. one thing that I do remember, Mr. Benjamin, <laughs> was a comment that you made to me last week about how you thought Yair Rodriguez mm-hmm. was going to bring the smoke from the get-go. Oh, I, yeah, mate. It's, you watch his, uh, his past fights, and he's been so pissed off with the Jeremy Stevens situation. He's off, been off for two years. I knew he was going to bring the smoke. Like He was ready for a war. Like He wanted it more than anyone. Because he knew he beat Max Holloway. That's it. Right there for the belt. Volkanovski's next so but it's now Max's challenge to get past Volkanovski like all props to the Yair he's right there he is right there he just needs to go back work on a few things he was off for two years so imagine him in two years now we could we couldn't be we might not be talking about Max and Alex we might be just talking about Yair he's venomous like he's so dangerous in that uh, division yeah, I mean, like we said, he he won the first round. He came out all guns blazing. But one thing that was apparent to me in the first round, one thing that I was thinking was there's no way that this guy can keep this pace uh, for five rounds. I it was no uh, way. Yeah, yeah, it was too much to keep up to sustain for the full five rounds. It's it's tough whenever you are that type of striker where you everything's explosions and really hard. It's either you're going lights out or and there was a few. Remember the spinning back. Uh, kick where you're a year through it and it just lightning flew past Max's face and you're like oh my god like I would not like to be standing in front of him and then throwing that and you're like I didn't even see that mate I was just standing uh, just enough away like I didn't even see that coming you wee rat like that's so oh, so much so, such good skill such good skill yeah but I think he definitely did struggle with the pressure that Max Holloway brings it's it to me it just seems like there's not a lot of people in the featherweight division that can hang with Max Holloway for five rounds. No, because fair enough, like we've seen at the weekend, there you might win the first round if you come out all guns blazing, throwing a wild vo- variety of different uh, attacks with your kicks and your punches and yeah. your elbows and changing your angles and oh, popping uh, in and out of the pocket. Th- 
Every you can time. you can do some serious damage yeah, on yeah, Max and you can win the first round. But, but can you're, you, you're you going can't to, keep it up. You're going to tire a lot quicker than he is. Exactly. And the thing with Max is he doesn't necessarily throw everything into his shots the same way Yaya Rodriguez does. Nope. So he's able to throw double, maybe even triple yep. the yep. amount of strikes that Yair can. And he's still fresher. He's it fresher a, than It was like, uh, like what Nate, Nate, or Nick Diaz used to do back in the day. Like He didn't hit you 100%. It was all these wee pop shots and then eventually he would break you down, start hitting you hard and you're like, oh my God, brilliant. Like, and Max is a, a master of it. Like he is well, came into his own and like really, really like, he's the goat at featherweight. Like, you I think know, so? Uh, uh, one of. You think yeah, so? He's on that, he's in the conversation 100%. You think so? What about a certain ginger Irish man? <laughs> <laughs> on a seven weight, uh, what was it? Eight fight win streak? Seven or, nine? or eight though, something yeah, like so that. It doesn't, doesn't count you in. Just because you won the belt, never defended. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Nothing um, doesn't even count. But for I think you know we're we're giving you a lot of credit for the the while uh, the variety of strikes that he brings. But what about yeah. the variety of strikes that Max Holloway oh, brings? Oh man, there's just no telling what like is, the way he mixes it up to the body is what is most impressive. Like his body shots are amazing, so specific as well. They're so oh, right there. Yeah, you know how we were saying there, Max doesn't really throw a lot behind his strikes. He's mm-hmm. kind of. No more of a volume striker. Yeah. It does seem to me he throws more into his body shots yeah. than his head shots. You can shots. hear it far yeah. more. You can, you can, you can hear them big mad slaps and it's oh, painful, yeah, like, he loads painful. up on the body shots a lot yeah. more than the head. Because he knows that's what that's what his game is to get yeah. you tired. But and once you, you're tired, you can't do, you can't uh, what do you call it? Shimmy the same way you are, fainting the same way you do, and you know slipping. He's gonna catch you. Yeah, and if you load up against Rodriguez and you miss. You're probably yeah. getting knocked out. Oh yeah, you're really you're 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 really leaving yourself vulnerable for a big 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 strike coming. You're, like, you're getting and how many elbow. big strikes did he hit Max with? Oh, like the up a elbow. lot. The up elbow. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, and the variety, the kicks to the leg were just insane, insane. Yeah, and he was doing really good on the feet. Like he he pieced Max up a wee bit, like but. Y- y- you can hit Max Holloway all you want, but that's not winning the fight. He's gonna he just brings the smoke every time. He just brings the walks through the fire, no problem. Does his work. Watch him against Dustin Poirier. He gets rocked so many times, but he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, bring it. I'm right here. He he still didn't get knocked down in that fight. He got very close to, but he didn't get knocked down. He was so he he so uh, uh what he called so much heart. There's you're never gonna get that boy out of there. Like yeah, and there's probably only one person in the division that has more heart than Max Holloway, and that's, that's Alexander Volkanovski. That's the champ because that's what you need to beat Max. You yep. need more heart. Yeah, and it, 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 you can't even like. It's so hard to see. Like it's it's great that we've seen them fight twice. Do you know what I mean? But we were fucked. The decision was was clear. Do you know what I mean? The, the fight could have only went two ways. The second the, fight. Second fight. Max sorry, Holloway yes. and Volkanovski too. Yes, yeah. Yes. Either Max won. Or it was a draw. Yeah, I no agree. I other, agree. No other. We have watched it plenty of times. We are we're, we were huge Max fans, and then Still are. whenever yeah, exactly whenever um, Volkanovski won the belt, all our mates were like, nah, 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 nah. We watched the fight back, and we we came to the agreement that Volkanovski won three two. The first fight. Yeah. Yeah. And the second fight. Okay, in the moment, I thought Volkanovski won. I was all singing praising, loving it. You watch a fight back, and you're like, ah. That the two rounds you can see Volkanovski clearly wins, and two rounds Max Holloway clearly wins. Is it the third round where the where it's so stalemate? Yeah, and then Volkanovski picks up in the it's past. Pretty, the, I think the there's last a, two, and but Max starts so well as usual. Yeah, I mean, I mean the one of the rounds, it, I think it was round three that was close. Um, it was a ten ten. 
Yeah, because I think from what I remember, nothing in it. The statistics for the striking, there was like two strikes in it, uh, uh, and it, it didn't go to the ground in that round yeah, either. Yeah, so no zero grappling. Both of them had their moments of pushing exactly, the pace. Exactly, and it was it was dead centered. So but interesting. I've seen when it comes to 10, 10 rounds. I remember I read something a few weeks ago, and I don't know how true this is because you read a lot of things on the internet. You do read a lot of things on the internet, and you question: course, Is this fucking true? Yeah, it probably isn't. But I seen. Apparently, judges are a wee bit apprehensive to give 10-10 rounds yeah, because yeah. they don't want draws. Yeah, It's bad for business. It's so... It's actually mental the way the judging is. Do you know what I mean? Like, we know, obviously, from boxing, like, you know far more than I do, like, the amount of bullshit that goes on in boxing. But MMA, you obviously thought it was going to be different. Like, okay, they're getting a bit better and things have majority went the right way. But... There has been some shocking decisions over the years, like and you know, like it really depends on their their, their career. And it, the UFC is not built like boxing, so the judging that the boxing do does not fit MMA. MMA need a completely different scoring system. Do you know what I mean? And that's what um, the likes of One and Bellator are trying to do. They're trying to eliminate that type of boxing judging. Yeah, no, they definitely do need to mix up the scoring because ten yeah, nine just doesn't do it for MMA. No, it's no. too it's too difficult to There's decide. So many more around, uh, yeah. elements to the game of MMA. Definitely, but at least we didn't have any dodgy decisions for the Max Holloway fight. It was pretty clear that yeah, Max Holloway won decisive, the fight. Yeah, you may, maybe one two rounds. Yeah, I give maybe the first and the last. Yeah, uh, like that's the his best options. In between, Max in between just smoked him four rounds smoked him yeah he just but, see when he was on the ground as well uh, he was very good like he really impressed me but he did get a wee bit look a wee bit do you feel like Max had a wee bit of a point to prove because I he do did, he did he, he did. was he talking said, uh, yeah, he was he talking said. in the pre-fight press conference um, about oh my last fight I was telling y'all I'm the best boxer in the UFC but maybe this fight I'll be telling y'all I'm the best fucking wrestler in the UFC yeah. so I feel like he did want to go out there and show off his wrestling of a wee course, bit of course and it definitely helped tire you a year so yeah, well, no, it did. It's, it did. it's good for strategy. Yeah, I mean, because wrestling grinds on you. Oh, like, see, so just ca- see, just carrying someone's weight on your back, it's so tiring. Oh, oh, it's it's it, it's different. It kills. Different gravy. It fucking kills. Especially when they're really heavy, like yeah, yeah, like Ben Chernick over oh, here. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> you've no idea who I've had on on my back, like. So no, tell me more. He, he made big fight because you remember when I tried to do the fighting, the beginners ultra MMA. Yeah, yeah. He was like. In the heavier class, you know what oh. I mean, like really heavy class, and like he didn't have a training partner, and I think here I don't have anyone. Let's go. We'll fuck. And we were doing a wee bit of grappling, and then there were we were doing a wee bit of um, jujitsu sparring, and he was on my back, and I tell you, oh, like on top of me, like do you know what I mean? Oh, it was not good. Like yeah. very heavy boy, like very heavy boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was I was buzzing with the fights. Um, again, another great card. Ever since we've started this podcast, Ben, every single fucking UFC card has been phenomenal. We have been blessed by Dana White. We we literally have been blessed by the UFC. I don't know what has happened, but uh, every like oh the, the the past few cards have just been insane. And like over the years, the UFC has just been getting better and better and better. The competition's getting better. The the stars that are coming up are younger and you know coming out coming out with some mad shit. Remember, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name again, but I'll just say his hack name Buckley. Done the big Jaquan. Jaquan Buckley. Yeah. Oh my god, that was insane what he done. Like then got sparked out Kevin Holland and like there's so many um, new up and coming fighters that are just yeah even Hazmat Nobody knew who he oh. was a year ago. 
and what about remember we watched the the Jack Manson fight with him? Oh, the wrestling, the wrestling match? match. Yeah. Oh my god! Like he looked massive for that fight. Like it wasn't even normal. Like he. He's different gravy. Them 170 boys don't stand a chance and the only person that really does is Kumara Usman. Yeah. If he lasts. No, he's only got a couple of fights uh, left. Exactly. So what do you mean? What, like two, three? Two or three, yeah. Two, three. Because he had two wars with Colby. He, he took some hits from Gilbert. He Tyron, he smoked. Who else did he fight? He fought somewhere else, didn't he? Oh, Jorge twice. Jorge twice. Gilbert. Oh. Colby twice. Has he fought Vicente? No, he's beat Leon Edwards before as well. Yeah, I think they're. they're think, I think they're make, making that fight. Actually, yeah, I think that's mm. in the process. I feel like UFC were a wee bit apprehensive because Leon just doesn't have the hype behind him. Yeah, he really doesn't, and he's so shit in the mic. Like yeah. he really is. Like he's terrible slobbering, and like he's just not a. Everyone kid. just knows him as the guy that Masvidal all pieced up backstage. Yeah, yeah. three piece soda guy. Yeah, that's him. That's that's Leon Edwards. Yeah, just uh, just bringing it back to the fights at the weekend there. I mean, like we said, incredible fights. Max clearly won his uh, pressure and volume, did it for him. Yair landed some really heavy strikes, probably could have got a knockout, you know, a couple more. If of them. he was, yeah, yeah, probably would have put Max away. But interestingly enough, I would like to talk about Max's durability and how good he is at actually absorbing a strike because we're seeing a lot of people talk this week saying that, oh, Max, he's not going to be able to take a strike uh, or take them kinds of strikes for the rest of his yes, career. Yes. How do you know that? Because he doesn't spar anymore. True. He does. He's not taking damage in the gym. That's a that's a huge factor. He said himself, like there is times where you get injured and you you have to just go on with it during a fight. You can't get it or during a camp, like you can't get it seen. Do you know what I mean? Or the fight might get pulled. So you wait till after the fight and you're going into the fight. We next and bruise never hundred percent, but now he is because he's not sparring. Like he's just playful sparring, reactions and like getting his timing right and then. Whenever he's in there, okay, first round may not go your way, but you're doing you're fighting for twenty five minutes, so I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a good idea whenever you're older and you're like seasoned, like Max. I don't know about up and coming because you have to spar to yeah, get you good. have to understand. You have to understand. Yeah, if you condition your body as well. Yeah, you have to get the level of. But well, that's the thing. Whenever you get the level where Max Holloway is, where you've had probably what 20 25 30 mixed martial arts fights easy yeah, yeah. you've been hit so many times mm-hmm. your body's just it's used to absorbing those strikes and then whenever you take your foot off the pedal wee bit and stop taking that damage i mean yep. your body's still conditioned yep you're still going to be able to take those shots when it comes to fight day but you're not wearing on your limbs no in the camp yep and i think max also made another point of saying previously in the past if you injure yourself in the training camp so just say you hurt your left knee now all your left uh, foot attacks are gone, or left leg attacks are gone. Yeah. You can't throw a good left roundhouse. You can't throw a good left wet. heap. But if you didn't injure that, that if you didn't injure yourself, you'd be able to throw those attacks. So it, you are saving yourself for the fight as well, Definitely. because you're giving yourself the ability to use all of your weapons. And one thing that's very important to Max Holloway is being able to use all his weapons. Because whenever you fight someone with such a high pressure, you have to keep them guessing. Because if you just walk someone down with the same strikes over and over again. They're especially just going to understand yeah, what you're doing and throw back and yeah, counter. And especially with someone who is as elite as Yair Rodriguez. Exactly, That's probably yeah. why he landed so many big strikes. Is yeah. He was just picking up on what Max was doing. Yeah. But Max had to constantly change during the fight and throw different combos, come from different angles, bring in the wrestling. And to be honest, it was a perfect game plan for a year. Um, in regards to Yair, I, did, I didn't have a lot of high hopes for him coming into the fight. I thought he might get a knockout. I thought yeah, he had it yeah, in him. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely has the potential to be 
there like yeah but, that. but like you said earlier i mean he hasn't fought in two years and his last opponent was jeremy stevens mm-hmm. and jeremy stevens is nowhere near the level no. of max holloway no. so no it was a big ask for a year to win that fight so uh, here i ask you this right what about yeah rodriguez versus bran ortega mate i'm not even joking do you know what i was about to say ben what? i was about to say ben what about yeah rodriguez versus bran ortega the I battle mean, for mexico exactly <laughs> it would be an absolute Barn burner. I think it would be one of the best fights ever because there's no doubt Brian Ortega would try and go to the ground, but there's also no doubt in my mind he would stand and bang with that boy. Oh, of course. Do you know what I mean? And they're both, I, I hope they'd both be respectful and fucking, you know, do their thing, but oh my God, that like that would be one of the best fights ever. Like, Yeah, and they're both sitting top five, aren't yeah, they? So yeah, yeah. it makes sense for them to yeah, fight each other. It really does. Like, it really and does. And then, yeah, so I think. The aftermath of this fight, I would like to see Yair against T City. Yeah. And I would like to see Holloway get his third fight with both. Yeah, a hundred percent. That needs to happen. That's just written down. Either like, that or go get paid a few mil to go knock out McGregor. One or the other. I would it depends what weight. If if because McGregor's only getting bigger, so don't see him cutting down to one forty five. His featherweight days are gone. Exactly. His UFC days are gone. That's man's what a, I think. Man's a bum. That's, That's what, what I'm I saying. Think. Like, see if I was any UFC fighter in the lightweight division, I'd be damn to get that McGregor fight. He was done. Give since me this bum so yeah. I can fucking piece him up and get paid mills. He was done Easy. since uh, Floyd beat him. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Once he got that hundred million, everything changed. Why can we just not stop talking about McGregor? Everything on this podcast? changed. That's the first thing. Every I podcast said, we talk about McGregor. One of the first things. Can't believe it. Don't talk about McGregor. Fuck McGregor. The great Irish ginger bearded fighter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, McGregor's days are done, but nah, uh, fuck unbelievable fight. So um, do, do you think? Do you think? Nah, nah. I, I, I would love to see him come back. I would, I would love to see a McGregor come back, win over the nation again, and like you know, at it's like a toxic bird you can't get rid of. It's just fucking. You want it all to work out, but it just won't. Do you know what I mean? Like. It's not gonna fucking. Well, we're going deep here, Ben. It's not, <laughs> we're going I don't deep. think it's going. I, I think McGregor. We need a break up, bro. It's done. Yeah, it's not working out. We need Incompatible. That. Fuck God, like hundred. Because like, we, because uh, do you know why? Of new, new man on the scene, Ian Gary. Ian Gary. The boys, fucking mate. I know your opinion that he's not. He man, does I think need, he's good. I'm just he not, needs so much more time. And he's so young. Man, I'm not disagreeing with that. All I am all I said was I'm not getting on this hype train. That's I'm right. staying off it. And you know I'm at the top. I'm nowhere near the hype you train. I'm, at the I'm top. waiting on the next one. Nah. Or I might wait, to his, might wait till his train comes back. You know what I mean? <laughs> his train comes jump back. On it. Oh, why? Yes, get me on that there. Yes, we, we express no sweat. Fuck's sake, should have jumped on this last time. Fuck's right. sake, but nah. Missed um, that, bro. Missed that. Do you think Holloway beats Volk in a third fight? Yes. You do? Yeah. Why? He's out to prove a point, and he knows he won this. He knows either he drew the second fight or he won, he won it. I feel like Max Holloway is proven right now that he is well well within his right to be fighting for that belt. If it's if if um, Max Holloway loses again, he wipes out every single opponent again, then yeah. Let's go. Like, well, not every single opponent, but another, another two, three fucking top-level dudes. Like, yeah, I, like he's just right there with Volk. Do you know what I mean? I feel like maybe Volkanovski's game plan was just too good for him, and he just didn't really know how to do it. And he thought, right, the second time, I've got you now, and he didn't fully have it. Do you know what I mean? 
but I think a motherfucker's going to work him out and he's going to... Because he, wa- he caught Volk in the second fight like a few times and it was worrying me. And I, I didn't see... Kick? I didn't see Volk catch Max like that in the second yeah, fight. Yeah, I remember... You know what I mean? I'm... I'm very... I'll be worried for Volk. Yeah, I remember specifically a pretty big head kick that Holloway landed in the second round against Volk. It was probably the biggest yeah, strike. Yeah, yeah. It was at the buzzer, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. Volk went down on one leg. He tried to catch it. No, yeah, 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 he went yeah. down, yeah. But nah... Because um, Volk is such a reactional guy. Like, he really is so, so aware and on there. But as you said, like, Max is just too comfortable in there. Like, that's his home, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know Volk came from rugby and he's... He's worked his way up there, champion. He's enjoyed it while he's had. He actually got the win over Max Holloway, one hundred percent. I I believe he did. But second fight, not so much. And uh, uh, when the third fight happens, I think we will see a Max Holloway that is just a savage. Yeah, I think a lot of fans actually probably have the same opinion of both of us. Uh, it's one each. Yeah. It's not two nil Volk. No. It's, it's one each. Yeah, it's, that's the way I see it. A lot of the times, it can be hard to sell a trilogy fight if you're coming in. 2-0, you know, yeah. if someone has... It'd be hard lost. to sell McGregor and Dustin Poirier for four fight now, like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of the, 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 the third one ending in, um, or sorry, second one ending with a leg kick. Like, oh my God, now it's actually one apiece. And the, but then the third one, McGregor breaks his leg and he's like, ah, I was injured before and all this here madness. And Yeah, no, it is. It's very hard to sell a fight if you've, if you've lost twice. But if in, the, if in the opinions of the fans that it's one each, then you can still sell that fight. Yeah. And if you're Max Holloway... You can still sell that fight. Yeah. And if you're a Volkanovski, you can still sell that fight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, uh, anything else on the card? Catch your eye then? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, the co-main event? Uh, the, yeah, the uh, we'll go down. Yeah, the co-main event. But, uh, it was a wee bit mad from her, but like the Silva, fair play to him. Just went in, got his job done, went home, had a shit, shower, shave, went to bed. Uh, it was only about 30 seconds or so. Yeah, the fight. yeah, um, it was wild. Like. So the fight starts, and uh, is it De Silva or De Lima? De Lima. Did De I Lima? say De Silva? I'm not sure. I well, think it's De Lima. It's definitely De Lima, though. So De Lima starts landing bombs oh, wow, big on time. Ben Rothwell's face. I like Brian, too. And I he's up against on. the kids, and he's eating these shots left hand, right hand, left hand. Proper windmill punches. I was, was, but but there were like a lot of them were missing, but the ones that were connecting were just setting him right down. Like, and then the one that connected and Ben Rothwell just oh drops, hits the ground. Referee goes to stop in and then steps away. And then it goes to the ground. Delima looks up, bro. He's, yeah, he, he, he touched in. them and all. Like so, yeah. once you touch the fighters, like you've just involved yourself in the fight, so, so you, there has to be some sort of a break. And what were you gonna do? Whenever you touch the fighters, it's going to stop the fight. So it had to be called. But I, I think it was a good stoppage if it would have been called right then and there. Do you know what I mean? Because Ben Rothwell went down like a ton of bricks. It was like uh, Gerald Mearshark a wee bit, but he reacted so much quicker and got back. But at the same time, he's just got flies knocked out. Can't, you can't be fighting again. Concussed, concussed, concussed. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, yes, give him a wee bit of shit because 100%, I, I have faith that Herb Dane will go back and look at that and try and not do that again and learn from it. But he saved he saved his life. He's done his job. He's he done the shit. Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? He saved his life. Well, see if he fucking let that fight go on. Like, Jesus Christ, you would have been like, he sh- he could have stopped that, definitely. Yeah, and I think... We'd have been a more shit. The thing is with Herb, I mean, Herb's had a few hiccups. Herb Dean has had a few hiccups I mean, in the past of different UFC events. Of 100%, where right? Where but he's it, messed up. But one one in particular that comes to mind, and everyone else probably remembers this one, is when Dan Hardy got up off of his fucking chair 
Cade's side and just started fucking roasting him. Was for the Calvin Cater fight and I, Max I, Holloway? I'm not sure. There was it was it was it was a fight at the Apex, but there was two times it happened that night yeah. where a fight should have been stopped and Herb was a bit slow coming in. And then of course, whenever this happened at the weekend, Dan Hardy's on the he old Twitter. Loves it these he's days. On the, he's on the old Twitter, slobbering like fuck, call Herb Dean a liability, but it, it, right, what, what like what I want to say is every referee is not perfect. Do you know what I mean? We have some good ones, some bad, really bad ones. Like remember the one in Abu Dhabi who just, just didn't stop the fight, and you were like, "What are you doing?" Your man, oh, it was the maddest fight ever. But UFC debut as well, like yeah, it took yeah. so much. Like damage. there was no need for that no fight. Need. To he took more damage in that fight than yeah, what a lot yeah, of UFC fighters yeah, will in their yeah. whole career. Dana definitely gave him a lot of time off. But anyway, medical suspension and stuff. But but regardless of the the nonsense, I feel like he 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 done his job and he didn't do that bad of a thing. But he, he has had hiccups in the past. But he's not he's not really you know that bad these days. I don't feel like. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I can understand why he was a wee bit hesitant to stop the fight after the initial step-in, because one thing that uh, you hear referees talk about a lot in fighting is the body language of a fighter when they go down. Yeah. If you fall backwards, you're probably okay, Yeah. you know, because you're still conscious. You can tell someone's conscious if they go backwards for whatever reason, but if you fall straight down or you fall forward, I mean, that's a sign that you're unconscious. Yeah. And the yeah. way that Rothwell went straight down... He, he kind of like lost the weight of his legs exactly. and just hit yeah. the ground. Yeah. You would understand what, oh fuck, he's knocked out. Yeah. And he went to step in, but as he stepped in, he's he noticed, alive again. Yeah, he wasn't knocked out. So he was like, oh shit, he's not out. But then Delima looked at him like, yo, you, you stepped in, you have to call it. So I think regardless of the the nonsense with uh, with Herb Dean, you know, when his hiccup, it was still it was still a great uh, performance from Delima. And rightfully so, r- rightfully so, should have been stopped. I was very impressed by the performance because Ben yeah. Rothwell's no joke. Mate, and UFC he's a massive boy, like massive. He cuts to make that weight, like the, make heavy weight, and that's what like you're up against these days. Like you know what I mean? It's not good. Yeah, I mean he's he's a UFC vet. I mean getting a win Big over time. a UFC vet is it's it's a good mark on your resume. Oh wow, really that's a nice is. wee feather in the cap, like hundred percent. And then the fight before that. Felicia Spencer. Yep. Talk to me. It was uh, well, it was okay. Like Felicia done well. I feel like she she employed her wrestling the first two rounds really well, but the third round was the best. Like whenever she got put in her button all, I was it was pretty funny. Like I was like, oh my god, what are you gonna do now? And she fucking what what did she do? She fucking reversed it, got her own takedown. I'm pretty sure and fucking finished her. So I was I was quite impressed. I I, I kind of like the way women's MMA is going. It's uh it's always it's evolving so quickly like it's one of the maddest things because whenever you're a fan you've been watched ronda rousey and you're like who, who the fuck's gonna beat this girl and then obviously amanda nunez comes into or holly home sorry holly home shocked oh my god i couldn't believe that yeah i mean the the fact that uh ronda rousey was considered the greatest female mixed martial artist of all time yeah like well, six years ago should it shows you the fucking exactly, levels of exactly. how quickly this then, game has evolved so you had holly home for a bit and then obviously um, uh, uh what do you call her joanna john jacek oh my god she was just one of the best one of the best strikers you could ever see at that weight and then um Rose Nunez done her in, but Valentina Shevchenko now and Amanda Nunez, and there's so many. Way Lee, you've got um, Jessica Andrade. There's too many. Like it's Chris Cyborg, well, it's not too many. There's enough. Like they need to keep going. Like because even like outside um, of the UFC, there's Kaylee Har- Harrison, who's one of the 
most elite grapplers out there for women's. But um, I feel like she she needs to go into the UFC and see what she can do. Like, yeah, I feel like Felicia needed to win that fight because she was coming off two losses in a row. Yeah, I mean, she, she, got, she, she hasn't after the Amanda. I don't think she yeah, she got her spark back. She got she got beat by Amanda. I mean, to be fair, she went the distance with Amanda Nunes. Yeah, that's tough. Like that's, that's impressive. Very, yeah, very. That, that's hard to do. You, I remember being very impressed with that. a featherweight as well. Yeah, that's one four five. Yeah, yeah, like. Amanda one four five, you know, yeah, that's different. Gravy. She smokes Shyburger that way. I think going the distance with Amanda one four five is equal to a win. <laughs> that's how good she is. In your own right. Yeah. And then the fight after that, she got beat by Norma Demont, but Norma Demont, she's an up and comer, seven and one, very very good. Uh, but like you say, she just didn't seem herself yeah. after the Amanda Nunes fight. But coming into this one, she probably had a wee chip on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go out. That's why she dominated the first two rounds and then uh, finished it in the third. Like so. She's done, she's done well, like, she yeah, really did. I just need to look at the, the total strikes just to see how dominant the opponent ah, yeah, actually was. Felicia landed about 230 strikes. Wow. And your girl, Leah Letson, only landed 70. Mate, that's wild. Because when you're on the ground, when your back's on the ground, what are you going to do? Like, And especially someone who's went the distance with Amanda Nunes and really coming off another loss and real chip on her shoulder, you're done. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I had her in my bet, but... Yeah, solid performance from Felicia really Spencer. Was. Like you say, I mean, the women's MMA just keeps evolving. It's so class to see. It's so class to see. Because it happens so quickly, and then you're like, oh my God, we've got more on the go. Like, remember when uh, Wei Li just was up and coming, and then just absolutely annihilated people? And uh, one of the best fights ever in women's MMA was her fight with Joanna uh, Janjacek, who's an absolute legend in her own right. And it's just. What about Joanna getting taken out of the rankings? It's only for inactivity. It's only for an activity. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess that's fair enough. To be fair, um, I mean, if you're not fighting, if you've been out for a while, how, how can yeah. you stay in in the rankings if you're not active? You have to. But that that's the argument. Oh my god, I'm gonna talk about McGregor again. Mm. But like McGregor's always in the rankings. We never fuck him. He hasn't been anyone in five years. Exactly, other than Cowboy, but he's always for, in the rankings. It's, <laughs> it's good for the money. Yeah, but uh, moving on before that. What do you think about the fight before that? The Chaos Williams? Oh, mate, Chaos is mental. Chaos chaos brings us smoke every single time. It doesn't even matter how good your your uh, striking is. He's just going to go into the fire and try and go for it. Like, he's mad. Yeah, I mean, um, w- when he knocked your boy out, he took a shot as he was knocking your man out. Um, they sort of went into the pocket with each other and just started throwing for a wee bit, and Chaos got the better of the it exchange. Made, he, he's willing to just go within the fire like, and just... Go for that knockout, like he's mad. Yeah, I could. I, I like, I love a wee firefight, but he just seems to absolutely go mental. Yeah, I think uh, the first round was a bit of a stalemate yeah. uh, between the two of them, but then the second round, the, they just started opening up. Guns blazing, yeah, coming for it. Like, yep. they love it. Like, uh, and like, it's it's so addictive in, in sparring and stuff, like, because not, not even necessarily to throw hard, but like, put pressure and like be like back me up motherfucker you know what I mean like it's that real ego or like dog in you like yeah, you just wanna go like, or whenever someone hits you with a good shot you're oh, like oh now I'm it, coming back that's, that's where you're just like right where are you going where are you going, where now, are you going? now I need Cut to get a good now, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it hurts your ego when it someone does, when, does. Oh, I mean, have you ever been kicked in the head nah oh yet. my god oh, it's it's demoralising yeah, yeah, so well, demoralising like, oh wait well I've been kicked in the in the head like not in sparring but like I've been kicked in the head and when I say kick I mean like clean kick not like a no, something that grazes or you block it. I mean, a clean kick on Finn, the jaw. Finn karate kicked me in the face once. 
Was it sore? It was pretty sore, but yeah, it was it sweet. Like, mate, my neck. I caught one on the neck in Muay Thai, and I swear, mate, it was sore for about three days. Oh, it's, it's, it's aching. That's why you need to get that onto the phone and like parry away with <laughs> Cody Garbrandt's yeah, yeah. like, that. 100%, but yeah, Chaos Williams with the big knockout. Oh, it's well, big it's well. knockout. He loves it. Like, he really he brings out fire and, you know, that's, really paid that, off. Like. That's what you love as a fan. You yeah. love to see someone you who really do. You, It's a fight at the end of the day, so you want to see them. We're here to see knockouts, We want to see them absolutely dig ahead of each other. Not yeah. necessarily knockouts, but we want to see it. I, I, I'm here for knockouts. I'm there for the violence. I'm here to watch the knockouts. I'm watching violence. I don't want to see someone looking like they're just dropping dead. I want to. Oh, I want to see knockouts. someone to like get to that point. I want to be, be absolutely. Yeah, some knockouts are pretty hard to watch. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, do you know why people always talk about you know their top five knockouts or the greatest knockouts of all time? Any Francis like and Gandhi knockout. Mine's is a bit of. I feel like mine is a bit of an anomaly because for me, it's always been Kevin Lee, Gregor Gillespie. I was just be. It was uh, if you want to. If you want to give it anything, the best setup to a knockout. It's one of the fucking because he was throwing at um what he called right hand all the time and he was catching him and then he was like you know what and then I think he slipped it and he was like do you know what I fucking throw a wee kick on the end of that and then I think he caught him with it and then just fucking caught him with a kick as well and it was like oh my god and then the way he went up against the cage and all and his, his soul just left his body and went up to heaven we were all like okay yeah do you know what it's because do you ever watch those clips on YouTube it's like top 20 UFC knockouts yeah see a lot of the like historical great knockouts in UFC I probably didn't see them live yeah, yeah. see that Kevin I was watching that live oh uh, yeah like that's probably the most uh, vicious knockout I've witnessed live where I was just sitting there in the living room and just stopped everything I was I, doing and was just like what the fuck did I just witness I feel like any Francis fight any Francis knockout is the most terrifying thing you've ever seen in your life do you know what i mean because it's not like a normal knockout like you're dead like do you know what i mean and then he follows up sometimes which is even scarier when he used to jump to his knees and follow with a hammer fist you're like oh my good god that person's dead like was it the fight with rosen strike where it was over in about 15 seconds yeah, he just yeah, ran at him and yeah. started swinging and then, and then he, he what he called he tweeted um into the ufc and the like you know the way they show the tweets and all and then someone tweeted in and was like did Francis and Ghani just knock someone out cold, like stone cold dead in 12 seconds and then just tweet about something completely irrelevant? Uh, Do you know the what UFC, it was? Like, he was watching the main event uh, yeah, and he tweeted yeah. about, oh, this is a really good main event. Yeah, 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 <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and they were like, what the hell? Like, that is just, you are one scary motherfucker. And he's so nice and like, well, don't know about now with the whole Cyril Gahn stuff, but yeah. we don't know what happened, you know? So, but he seems so nice and so determined and he's absolutely... What he done to Steve Bay was just broke my heart. What he done to Alistair over him just ruined him. Yeah, and then I want to just bring it back to the card there at the weekend. The first fight on the card, Song mm. Yudong. Very it, impressive. He's a, he's a really good talent coming out of Team Alpha Male. Uriah Faber again coming out with them chap Roman dudes. Like, either all them, uh, well, Song Yudong, like, he's very good, like, very powerful. It's his frame as well. It's very, uh, it's so large for his, um, weight class like but he is so he fucking he's just explosive he's so his strikes well. have so much speed so much power and so much venom behind them and in that fight uh against uh arce uh the first round i feel like arce was uh he was doing well to avoid the heavy strikes yeah but as soon as he got a wee bit tired 
that's just gone. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can't avoid yeah. that explosiveness. I feel like if you're not 100 percent anymore. The first round was almost like they were fighting for foot position and seeing what the crack was, and it was a wee bit of a feeling out process. And then, like the um, Chaos Williams fight, it was second round, just let's let's go here, let's let's try and open the fight up a wee bit. And then, I, oh mate, the only person that I will I can really remember pulling it off just as good is Izzy with a with a high kick and then a, a straight right after it, and it's like. I want to practice. I want to practice it because it's such a clean class uh, combination. But he pulled it off so well. That head kick was insane, and then he just smacked him. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like just reminiscent of Izzy, and the creativity is just amazing. It was a beautiful knockout. Yeah, and then he what up against the cage, smoked in three seconds. Yeah, the the head kick to the straight right was what the beginning of the end mm-hmm. for Arce, and then he got him up against. It was a left hook that did the mm-hmm. that did the job in the end. Just so sure. much venom behind that yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second round as well. Usually, them fighters should be conditioned for to go five, five-minute rounds. Do you know what I mean? They shouldn't be able to... Three rounds should be, right, we're fucking just going here, like, full whack constantly. Like, Justin Gagey and Michael Chandler, both seasoned veterans, able to go full five-minute distance. Did they give a fuck? No, because, oh, my God, I, I'm going to train for a five-minute round, or five... Five round fight and then fucking go into a three round fight and just give it guns fucking blazing. I think that's what happened, Michael Chandler, and got tired and stuff. But oh my god, brilliant! Like yeah, that that performance from Song Dong was great. I mean, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm here for knockouts. Oh, that's yeah, what I yeah, want to yeah. see. Yeah, it was beautiful. Whenever like, it really I see, is. whenever I see an up and comer like Song Dong knocking people out, you know, yeah. I'm on the hype train. Yeah. I really am. I want to yeah. see more of him fight. I want to yeah. see him fight next week. But you're not only in Gary's like after that. his fucking because he's just getting paced up. He's up, boom, yeah. He's you have your opinion. You have your opinion. Ian Gary, I'm calling you out, yeah. Oh God Almighty! Oh God Almighty! Mate, I go five rounds with Oh, oh. In UFC four. Aye. <laughs> Not in real life. Definitely, I think I feed him smoking UFC four. But yeah, like we were saying, I mean, the card at the weekend there another fucking phenomenal card from start to finish I mean you had the Song Yidong knockout you had the Chaos Williams knockout you had Felicia Spencer with her dominant performance and then you had a wee bit of drama with Herb Dean in the cool main event and then the main event was fucking fireworks so thank you very much UFC for blessing oh, yeah, us with another it's great card it's, it's insane like but um, it's, it's, it's class for a wee fight night as well and do you know whenever we were watching the UFC's and up and coming it's like a real casual you don't really watch the fight nights but nowadays the fight nights are like unbelievable fights in their own right like look at uh, the next real big one coming up is Rob Font and Jose Aldo absolutely insane yeah, like, that's just can I just say something interestingly enough that you said that one of my friends who is a pretty big casual well not a big casual but they're a casual UFC fan watch they, the McGregor fights yeah they watch the McGregor fights they watch the Masvidal fights they, watch uh, the yeah, they have their favourites yeah. they have their favourites and okay. he's, he said to me a few weeks ago oh UFC shite these days like, all the good ones just keep getting beat. I'm like, mate, watch the fight nights. Yeah. Watch these fighters that you've never heard of, yeah. and you will get some good fights. Yeah, you... You don't need to have all these hype trains exactly. to have a good fight. Exactly. If you like yeah. fighting, watch the fight nights. Yeah. You'll fucking love them. Yeah, because they, they, they want to put on a great performance. Like, they're really fighting for them main card spots. and the big, We're looking uh, for the next Conor McGregor, the yeah, next Ronda yeah, Rousey. Yeah. That's hilarious. Do you want to be a fighter? I'm Dana White and I'm looking for a fight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just speaking, just speaking about Unreal cards. Can we do a preview, please, Ben? Of which one? I want to do a preview for UFC 269. 269. 269. Because I feel like it. feel like this is the only chance we're going to get to do a preview for this card before okay. we 
do a podcast for the card itself Fair whenever enough. it happens. I know we've got Aldo and Font coming up, but yeah. you know, we're gonna have a lot to talk Misha about. Misha Tate's also that. fighting. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's tonight, is it? Mm, I think that is actually tonight. Might yeah, it tonight. is, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah, two sixty nine. Sean Brady, Joanne Calderwood. Oh Yeah, let, let let's get into two sixty nine. Let's do a wee preview here for that. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, we've got yes, Charlie yes. Oliveira. I'll stay on topic. <laughs> Charlie Oliveira against the soon to be lightweight <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank you. Dusty P. Do you know what? I know uh, it, literally every single person is just writing Charlie Olives off, like, but uh, including me. Yeah, no, every single person. The only person that's not is Dustin Poirier, and that's the only reason everyone's writing trust our Charlie Oli- Oliveira off, like. Charlie Olives is what I'm going to call him from now on. It just doesn't seem like Charlie Olive Olives man. striking comes anywhere near Dustin's. Olive boy. <laughs> blonde Olive. olive Garden. The blonde Olive. Olive Garden. He looks like he owns a talent shop, doesn't he's, he? Dustin's going to squash that Olive. Like, he's going to get him. Like <laughs> He's going to get him. There's no... Mate, could you imagine alternate universe Charlie Oliveira smoking Dustin Poirier? Like, he... I, he on the ground, he has the ability, no problem. Dustin like has a black belt. Yeah, Dustin does have a black belt, but your black belt doesn't mean shit when you're getting punched in the face, like, and you're really fucking MMA jujitsu. You know what I mean? So, but no, I think I think um, Dustin Poirier's striking is just so many levels above Charlie Oliveira that if it stays on the feet, it's game over after yeah, about two rounds. Because, because you look at look at the Michael Chandler fight. Well, Oliveira Chandler nearly put him out in the first round. Yeah. Now, fair enough. Michael Chandler is at his most dangerous in the first round because mm. that's when he has all the explosive mm. power. You know, you've got them fast twitch muscle fibers. You're it's like uh, like his nickname, Iron Mike. He's like Mike Tyson. You tire him out and you'll beat him, but you fucking survive them first few rounds. Yeah, if you can survive the first round against someone like Chandler, you have a better chance of beating him. Yeah, which is fair enough. But I just feel like if Chandler can do that kind of damage. What kind of damage is Dustin, Dustin Poirier, Poirier going to do? And not even a, a fresh Dustin Poirier, a beaten, broken Dustin Poirier. What, like, that's him at his fucking, when he's taking shots and he feels like, fuck, I'm starting to lose a fight here. That's when he starts to fucking just turn his gears and he goes full through. Oh, it's so good to see. Yeah, his, his footwork with his striking is... Oh, it's insane. It's, I it's love incredible. the way he throws, he stands in that southpaw and he throws the, the one-two and then steps in and comes over with a three. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, and he always steps in with his shots. Yeah, he yeah. gets that extra power oh, when you're stepping so in class. behind him. It's so class. And the way, you see, whenever he gets people up against the cage, he stands so square. And he just brawls because he just wants to smack in, smack in. Like, see the first round against Max Holloway um, and Dustin Poirier? Dustin Poirier hit him with some smacks, yeah? Like, some powerful hits. And fair play to, uh, you know, Max, he's keeping it in there. But Dustin Poirier is accurate. And if you like you said, if Michael Chandler can land them shots, fucking God almighty, what's a Dustin Poirier going to do to that boy? It's uh, and the leg kicks he can throw in there. Oh my god, you you don't see them coming like that. He throws them into his combinations. They're on the end of his combinations, and then he starts switching up the tempo and switching up the placement of everything. And you're like, oh no, that's a dangerous. So man. you're going Poirier, definitely. I'm going go Poirier. Poirier second round knockout. I'm also going to ask our producer here, Bell. Who have you got in the fight, Poirier or Oliveira? has to be Dusty P. Like. It has to be Dusty P. Yeah. Everyone's on the Dusty P hype train. And yeah. like, see, to be honest, I genuinely think, see if Dusty P can win the... Uh, why do we call him Dusty P? Because he's called Dustin Poirier. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always wondered why we called him Dusty P. What? I think I just said it because someone else said it one day. Dustin 
Alt Dustin. I But saw that, the main answer is also Wild American name. Yeah, I think... Dustin. I, I honestly think, see if he wins this belt and defends it a few times, he's the lightweight goat. Oh, mate, one of the he best. He really is. He, uh, then he's he's truly made it as the... Uh, his career is complete. He doesn't need to fucking do a single thing. Only thing he's missing is a, a real belt because he had the interim. Exactly. He just yeah, needs the yeah. real fucking he, belt. Yeah, oh, he's he might fucking retire if he gets it. He could. Because oh, he's taking a lot of damage. I would not want to see that. He has taken a lot yeah, of damage. And then the fucking co-main event on 269. Rafael Fassi versus... No, the co-main event. Yeah, 269. Oh. 269. Oh, Amanda I Nunes. Oh, I asked Jose. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> Nunes, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, Speaking yeah. of her earlier on. Yeah, Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena has been calling her out for a while. Calling her this, calling her that. Oh, she's a fake. She's a bum. She's sitting on the sofa eating fucking shit now. But, like... Amanda... Nobody's touching Amanda. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It's... Nah. It's not happening. It's going to take a special individual to take those belts from Amanda. She's 21 and 4. That's a joke. That's just. And uh, Juliana Pena is 11 and 4. That's wild. So she has 10 more wins than you. Like She's just so much better than you as well. See you later, Juliana. No harm to you. You, yeah. are, you, you are nice looking and all, like, but. <laughs> split. But yeah, Amanda's winning that. Serious. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, there's. I, I you hate to brush it off like, but it, it's done like that's that's the that's the preview done for fucking Amanda. That, that's literally <laughs> like, yeah, like Amanda's feeding her the smoke. Tune in, definitely put your house, put your mortgage on it, fucking put everything you've got on it, put the dogs and cats, fucking everything. Literally, everything. if the, if there's one thing you were going to bet on, it's, it's Amanda Nunes to win a fight. Win a fight. It's, yeah. it's just it's just too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goat of the the women's MMA by far. Well. Valentina Shevchenko is there as well, yeah, but Amanda that, has two uh, wins over that, her. So that, thank you for mentioning my most favorite feather, women's feather. So yeah, ever. that's like, I mean, there's not really much to say about the Amanda Nunes. <laughs> yeah, there really isn't. Here, there's a lot to say about the uh, Ponzinibbio and Hansel Steel, Jeff Neal fight. I love that nickname. Best I nickname love, in the UFC. It, it, is, it is the best nickname in it the might UFC. Be. It, it might be. It takes a crown by a male. Hansel Steel, Jeff Neal. It rolls off a tongue so just cause sweet. It, just because it rhymes, you it, like it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Jeff Neal's got bars. Jeff Neal's got bars. And yet, Santiago Poznabio, he's no joke. Oh, mate, isn't he, he's coming off a win, isn't he? Or he's is he coming, coming off a win, yeah. He came back after a two-year layoff. And fought the leech. And he fought the leech, and the Dangerous leech smoked him. But I think Santiago, he had to take two years off mm-hmm. for some medical reasons, I mm-hmm. think. But see, before that, he You're was right. on like a nine or ten fight Wednesday. Yeah, he was, he was no, on his he way. Was, he was the dark horse of the division. Nobody saw him coming up, and he was like quite like Usman in that fact, like just working away yeah. and chipping away, getting them wins. He looks so much like Tony Ferguson to me. Yeah, he was he was, he was, de- <laughs> he was, was on his way to getting a title shot, and then whatever happened, happened, and he was gone for two years. Yeah. He came back, got sparked, and yep. then he had a fight after that, which he won, which was good to see because, you know, you have two years off, you know, you need to get that win again. Time, you need to get back time, into it. You're, I feel like that might be why he lost the fight against Leach is because he just maybe Didn't was trying that, yeah, too hard. Yeah. You know, when you try too hard at something yeah. and you just sort of forget your techniques and your game plans and mm-hmm. you're just going in there emotionally. You should never go in there emotionally. Nope. Never let emotions get to you in a fight because then you've already lost. Um, I feel like that might have played a factor in, in the reason why Poznibio lost in his comeback fight against the Leach. Coming into this one, after the the win that he had in his last fight, I'm excited, and I feel like Poznabio is going to get the dub. Yeah, well, mm, see, Jeff Neal has hands of steel, so I'm not too sure. He's he's actually he's very good. Like he he went the distance, Wonder Boy, like, and he learned a lot. And not like 
that's a very good uh what he called experience do you know what i mean they understand that distance and what they really do and how to really fight and like i think jeff Neal's going to really bring a smoke and but I, i'm not saying he's going to win i actually i'm avoiding that fight for a bit because you're not going to touch because it because i feel like ponzinibio has 100 percent of the ability to win that fight and smoke jeff Neal. but i can also see jeff Neal. you know what i mean like it's a very yeah there's no clear fi- to me it's a 50 50 yeah there's no it's clear a, winner for you for Just myself 50 50 yeah yeah, yeah. But, you know, Ponzinibbio has the experience to fucking... He's near come up with 30 wins here, like... Yeah, that's what I'm 29 saying. 29 and 4, like... Cause, cause of the, because of the two-year layoff, I think a lot of people are quick to forget how yeah. good he is. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. one of the top dogs yeah. in the division. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm a wee bit... Yeah, because he is... He, he, I know he's, he's got a win there, which is brilliant, but has he fully, you know... Can he come back against the top flight guys and start picking away and chipping away? If he beats Jeff Neal... Jesus, now, now I'm starting to think he will beat Jeff Neal because he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna come back up on it. He's gonna uh, Jeff. Uh, do you know what? Ponzinibbio is enough. It. I'm putting that down the bat. You're putting Ponzinibbio. Have yeah, I got yeah, you? You on me. my side? Yep. There 100%. we go. Because I feel like he's gonna he's gonna build up an RWE resume here, an RWE few streak here. Because yeah, that's a that's a dangerous boy you're dealing with. Like, but interestingly enough, his last win was against uh, Beza, who. Just lost to Chaos Williams at the weekend. Got sparked out. Oh, that's, that's right. Who yeah, he beat that's right. I remember you said, yeah. But yeah, again, another good fight. And before that... Oh, yes. Before yes, thank that, God. Thank God. The second fight on the UFC 269 main card. Kai Kara France versus Cody Garbrandt, mm. who is debuting mm. at the flyweight division, yes, 125 Kobe. pounds. Now... I feel like this is a very good shout. Interesting. From Cody Garbrandt. I feel like Cody Garbrandt has made a smart decision in mm-hmm. going down to 125. I don't know if he can hang with them boys at Bantamweight anymore. Fair I enough. I really don't. Fair enough. Now, we have seen in the past people going down and working out really well. Seen it working out bad, obviously. But Cody Garbrandt's power is not to be fucked with at all. He He's an absolute animal in his own right he's very fast at bantamweight he has one of the fastest hands we've seen he is crisp technique and he is a very very good cardio he's he's 100% there for the division for the belt even but Kai Kara France is also no joke it is a fucking tough debut to be coming up against him he's an animal down at city kickboxing he doesn't city kickboxing are absolutely insane yeah, I mean, Kai Kara France is no fucking joke, Ben. I think he has maybe four or five losses on his record. I'm not too sure. But that, I mean, whenever you look at someone's record, it doesn't always give you a clear indication as to how good they actually are. And I feel like that may be the case with Kai Kara France. Because when you watch him in his fights, like you say, you know, training down at City Kickboxing with all them fucking killers, he is an elite-level striker. There's not many people that come close to that level of striking. Now, does Cody Garbrandt come close to that level of striking? Of course he does. Does he have the power to put Kai Kara France to sleep? Of course oh, he mate. does. But... Does Kai Kara France have the ability to, to go keep three away rounds and, yeah, and yeah. snatch a decision? Of course, of he, does. course he does. That's just no. I, it's it's a very uh, it's again it's a fifty fifty type of fight because we don't know what Cody's gonna be like at the lighter weight. We don't know if he's gonna show up if things aren't gonna go well. If the weight cut's gonna be too much, but <laughs> he's doing what TJ tried to do. You know, I I, def, I don't believe he'll take EPOs like, but fucking. 
we'll find out and see how good he is the the lord of vision if he fucking sparks carry car france to india new world i am i'm worried for brandon moreno I'd be interested. But at the same time, we've seen him deal with the best power possible. I'd be interested to see how well Cody's chin holds up at 125. True. Because one thing that we see a lot from fighters going down in weights mm-hmm. is their ability to absorb strikes. The more the more weight that you cut, the more liable you are to get knocked out because your body's dehydrated. You have, you're have you not 100%. And whenever you get hit with a clean shot on the jaw, your brain switches off. Yep. Night night yep. for me. I yep. don't want this anymore. See you it's, later. It's like tough, what like, happened to TJ when he fought Cejudo. Exactly. And First what happened round. to Darren Till when he fought Jorge Mazidal. Yeah, yeah but Mazidal, he has so but much power. Yeah, he does because of his technique and the way he sets it up and the, way, the timing he puts behind it. So that is, I believe that if Darren Till was at 185, like solidly, and then was able to, you know, put on the pounds after the weigh-ins, he wouldn't go to sleep after that. Yeah, so who have you got in Kai Car France versus Cody Garbrandt? Who's your money on? Leaning a wee bit towards Cody. I'm leaning towards Kai Car France. I'm leaning towards Cody because of the performances we we've seen from him and I feel like he is willing he's wanting to put on a statement, so it's all all in form at this point. Yeah, I think it was Rob Font was Cody Garbrandt's last fight. Yeah. He lost the decision. And he was Cody or yeah, Cody was coming off with a smicing performance against Asuncio, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, sparked him out. Yeah, oh, it was unreal. Like, it was the TJ fights that really fucked him and then he done the uh, Pedro Munoz and had, had was like, I have to go to anger management. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, brother, that's actually a good call for you. Yeah, but He said he wanted to see like a sports psychologist or yeah, some shit. Yeah, that's basically what He's getting too emotional but and just see, uh, to kill the, everyone. The, the Dominic Cruz performance is one of the best performances i've ever witnessed in my life because of what dominic cruz held behind the belt and like you know how how long he he did hold it for and the people he beat and how long he was just he was just so good his footwork and his own style and cody garbrandt shot that man down like fucking jeez oh my god yeah i mean that's the thing if you get cody garbrandt at his best on his day there's not many people that are going to beat him there really isn't no but I I think Kai Car France has the ability uh, to do it. I feel like I feel like Cody isn't going to have the same power a flyweight, and I think Kai Car France is going to be able to get the decision. I mean, fair enough. We've seen a huge knockout from Cody Garbrandt in one of his last fights against his son Jai, where he just loaded up on everything. A <laughs> he dipped out of the way, came back up with the right hand, and sent him into next year. Oh, it was wild. It was what it was beautiful. And it was oh, it was Sean O'Malley's knockout. Who had better. a better knockout on that? Sean part? O'Malley's knockout. And was who better. else is fighting on UFC two sixty nine? Sean O'Malley. Talk to me about Sean O'Malley. I I think the UFC have fed Sean O'Malley another bum, and they're gonna. I you know, agree. You you, you you said it more than me that they're gonna build him up and do the whole thing, but I want to see him against the top top fifteen. That's it. I don't want to really, you know, Sean, I I think is going to have to beat everyone he's coming up against until he gets to the top 15. Because Cheeto Vera, what Cheeto Vera done to him was just insane. It really was. Like, that that leg kick, like, I know most people are like, oh, like, I could eat that, or like, he's a bitch, or this and that. Like, see when your leg gets shot off like that, it doesn't work. You can't come back from it. It's like, it's done. Do you know what I mean? And then he had to fucking eat all them elbows. There was no... Cheeto Vera fucking... He got lucky a wee bit. But at the same time, you need luck in that game. You know, you need luck in the game of the MMA. Like, um, Cheeto Vera is an absolute beast. Absolute beast in his own right. So, 
Yeah, of course. I, I agree completely. I want to see Sean O'Malley fight someone in the top 15. He has been protected by the UFC so much. He's getting the Anthony Joshua treatment where they're just feeding him the bum after bum after bum, getting him as much time in the octagon as they can possibly get him and build him up because he is yeah. a cash cow. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah the, he has all the wee 16-year-old hype train like, yeah, type of he, yeah, he Fortnite is the, fans. He is the UFC's wee pot of gold. And they do not want their pot of gold to disappear. Because whenever you have someone like Sean O'Malley who has the it factor, whenever they lose a fight, it seems to affect them a lot more yeah. in terms of the money. Like the way he knocks out in. people is pretty impressive. Like he does like what he does against that people in the UFC who have had fights in the UFC is insane. Yeah, like but we, we just we just can't tell how good he actually is until he fights someone in the top 15. Yeah, we, we, we might be witnessing themselves. one of the best fighters ever, like genuinely, because his striking is so creative and it's wild, but at the same time, like he did, you know, have that unfortunate uh, loss against Cheeto Vera, but he is, he did lose that fight. I don't yeah. care what the fuck he says in China. I'm undefeated in my own head. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's you a You lost that yeah. fight. You got, you got beat. Yeah. So you, move you, on, fucking do your thing. But we need to see him against the top 15, dude. This should be his last fucking yeah, bomb. He's, I imagine that he's If gonna, he's getting on the main event, he should be getting I imagine that he's going to go out, smoke the big guy in probably one round, maybe two. And then after that, if he doesn't get a, a top 15 fight, that's a joke. Yeah, that yeah just it's proves, too protection. That just proves to everyone protection. that he's being protected. But I understand it because you see like hype trains like Darn Till, who got fed all the killers way too quickly. And now he's like in this weird place where he's probably, you know, fought a lot of people at the top of the division, but they beat him. And now he's like, oh, fuck. Now I have to go back down the ladder and start climbing myself back up. And I don't think the UFC want that to happen with Sean O'Malley. I really don't. So you've got Sean O'Malley winning that yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, I've got Sean O'Malley winning that fight. Yeah, big time. So yeah, that that that's the UFC two sixty nine main card. Oh, I mean, man, it's gonna be fucking fireworks. Mm, mm, I think mm. we, we could we could preview the prelims, but I think we're we're going past an hour. Oh think, yeah, we're running a wee bit out of up. time. Yeah, um, I think it's time to wrap this episode yeah. up, boys and girls. Yes, or right. take care. This is this has been uh, your host Ben Charnick and Stephen Finnegan coming at you from the two four six. As I said, the mecca of our uh, fight world. So yeah, apologies, apologies for the late podcast this week, but you're still getting one. See us later. <laughs>